Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Hey y'all, good morning. Hey y'all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my goodness. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Woo, come on, y'all. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Woo, my goodness. My goodness. Come on now. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Thank you, Lord. My goodness. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My goodness. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. My goodness. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome. You are welcome in this place. You are welcome in this atmosphere. We thank you, Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your consistency. My God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we magnify you. My God, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, thank you for a mercy that endures forever. Come on, y'all. You better thank him. Thank him for a mercy. My God, my God, that endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a mercy that endures forever. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you, Father God, for your presence this morning. My God, thank you for a faithfulness. Thank you for a love. Oh, my goodness, that endures forever. Oh, and ever, ever, and ever, ever. Come on, y'all. Oh, my, 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 my. Thank you for a love. My God, my God, thank you for how well you love me. My God, I thank you. Oh, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Thank you for how well you love me. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for considering me. Thank you for the benefits of the kingdom. My God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. 
My God, I magnify you. My God, I glorify you. Ooh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are wise, oh God. You are wise, oh God. You are wise, oh God. Thank you for being a wise God. Thank you for being a considerate God. Thank you for being a loving God. Thank you for being a just God. Thank you for being a true God. Ooh, come on now. Magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come on, y'all. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, come on, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. My God, we thank you. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we glorify you. My God, you are perfect in all your ways. Ooh, tell him that you are perfect in all your ways. Lord God, we thank you for being perfect in all your ways. We thank you for being a loving father, a kind father, a faithful father, a just father, the father of truth. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, talk to him this morning. Tell him something you're thankful for. Acknowledge who he is in your life. Do not let this day go by, my God, without you esteeming him. Come on, y'all, my God, I thank you. My God, I bless you. My God, I glorify you. I glorify you. I glorify you. I glorify you. I glorify you, Lord God. You consider me. You consider me in all your ways. And I thank you. And I bless you. And I praise you. And I magnify you, O oh Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Thank you, Father God, for considering me Ooh, in all your ways. Thank you, Father God, for considering me in all your ways. Thank you for the books that are written about me. My God, thank you for your redemption. My God, in my life, thank you for your resurrection power in my life. My God, now show us your glory. Oh, my God. I dare you to ask him that. I dare you to ask him that. My God, now show us your glory. Oh, let us live in your glory. Let us pray in your glory. Let us walk in your glory. Let us talk in your glory. Oh, my God. Show us your glory. Oh, my God. Show us your glory, Lord. Lord God, show us your glory. That's what Moses asked. He said, Lord, show me your glory. And then the word of the Lord says, and his goodness passed before Moses. Oh, my God. Lord God, show us your glory. Oh, let us experience your power. Let us live in your presence, Lord God. My God, show us your glory. Oh, I don't want to escape your glory. I want to live in your glory. I want to bask in your glory. Ooh, 
I want to be filled with your glory. Oh my goodness. Lord God, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Oh my goodness. He says that. He says, Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. Oh Jesus. And then the word of the Lord says, his goodness. And I don't know about you, but I need God's goodness to pass before me. And it says, and his goodness. Oh my God. And his goodness. Glory to God. He says, and my goodness. He said, I'm going to cause all my goodness to pass before you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord in your presence. That's what he said. He says, and I will have Woo, mercy. Oh my God. Come on now. On whom I shall have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Woo, thank you, Lord God, for your mercy and your compassion. You, my God, thank you, Lord God, for your mercy and your compassion. Thank you, Father God, for your mercy and your compassion. Thank you for how well you love us. Thank you for how good you are to us. And thank you, Lord God, that you are perfect ooh, in all your ways. Show me your glory. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Show me your glory. Oh my God. Do you know how powerful that is? Show me your glory. My God, I thank you for your glory. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the greater witness. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for your justice. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your peace. Come on now, thank him this morning. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, Father God, that you are God. Ooh, that you are God. And that your mercy, my God, endureth forever Ooh, and ever and ever, ever. Now show us your glory. Ooh, my, 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 We bind every distraction from this devotional. My God, we plead the blood of Jesus over this day. I plead the blood of Jesus over your household, your workplaces, over your mind, over your spirit, over your soul, and over your body. I drive out every spirit of darkness. I cancel every plot and plan of the enemy against your life. Satan, the Lord Jesus rebuke you. I cancel every plot and plan of the enemy over your children. My God, Satan, the Lord Jesus rebuke you. I cancel every plot and plan of the enemy off your over your finances. My God, Satan, the Lord Jesus rebuke you. I cancel every plot and plan of the enemy over your health. Ooh, Satan, the Lord Jesus rebuke you. I cancel every plot and plan of the enemy over your purpose. Satan, the Lord Jesus rebuke you. I thank you, Father God. Ooh, I thank you, Father God. And I covered this day in the blood. And I covered the devotional in the blood. And I cover our minds in the blood. Ooh, 
Jesus and I cover our bodies in the blood and I cover Facebook in the blood and I cover YouTube in the blood and I cover Instagram in the blood. I thank you, Father God, for the power of your blood. Oh, my goodness. I thank you, Father God, for the power of your blood. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 I thank you, Father God, for the power of your blood, my God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, my God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love, and I thank you for your peace. You are an outstanding father. You are a good father. You are a merciful father. You are a loving father. You are a kind father. Oh, my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome to Coffee and Cover. Oh, wait. I plead the blood of Jesus over our government, over our city, our local government, over our mayors, Ooh, over my mayor, Frank Scott. My God of the mayor over Pine Bluff, Mayor Washington, I plead the blood of Jesus over our cities, our city council, over the city council in Flint. I plead the blood of Jesus over our state government, our governors, Lord God, our house of representatives, and our state senate. Senate and our state Supreme Court Justice. I plead the blood of Jesus over the White House, over the Supreme Court, ooh, over our military leaders, ooh, over the House of Representatives, and over the Senate. I thank you, Lord God, that they will not be given over to a reprobate mind and that you are causing godly leadership to rise up. Ooh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That you are causing godly leadership to rise up. Give them eyes to see and ears to hear. Now, Father God, open the eyes of our understanding. My God, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Woo, my God. So, yesterday, I need to do kind of a continuous continuance. Yesterday, we had a devotional, and if you did not see that devotional, you need to go back and see that devotional. We had a devotional. Show me me. Oh, Jesus. Show, show, show me me. Oh, my goodness. And the Holy Spirit brought such a word that that word has just been resounding. My God. Lord, do not let me fool me. My God. And so again, today, we're going to focus and we're going to pray, right? And we went to the foundational scripture, which gave us a word about us judging. Lord, let me judge my, let me judge myself so you don't have to judge me. Ooh, my God. Let me, let me judge myself so you don't have to judge me. Can we go back over to 1 Corinthians 11 and 31? My God, let me judge myself, Father God, so that you do not have to judge me. Let me be, oh, there it is. Let me be the one to judge myself so you don't have to judge me, Father God. 
I thank you, Lord God, for opening the eyes of our understanding to the hope of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for your word, your supernatural word, Lord God. I thank you for your power, your provision, and your protection, and that we honor you in the word. In Jesus' name, amen. My God, I'm going to go over to the Message Bible to about the 27, 28 verse. Remember, we were talking about the reverential things of God. Oh, my goodness. The reverential things of God, the sacred things of God, and how we were not going to partake of the sacred things of God any longer Ooh, without judging ourselves, without making sure our hearts and our minds are set correctly on those things. We were no longer going to come before God just any kind of way. Ooh, Jesus, you ought to put that in your notes this morning. I'm no longer going to come before God any kind of way. And so when we judge our hearts, we're not judging our hearts on our own. Ooh, we're judging our hearts with the help of the Holy Spirit. Oh, you better put that down today. Holy Spirit, I'm going to need your help. Because I, if I judge my heart in my flesh condition, in what I'm comfortable with, I'm only going to judge my heart from a limited perspective. Ooh, come on now. If I judge my heart with, with my flesh, if I judge my heart in my flesh, if I allow my flesh to dictate what's right, ooh, my judgment is only going to come from where I'm comfortable. My judgment is only going to come from a limited perspective. So this is where the Holy Spirit, ooh, we need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you to reveal the heart and the mind of God to us this morning. We need you to reveal, Holy Spirit, the things, the Things in us that do not line up with your word. We need you to reveal to us what a vain imagination, what a wicked imagination. My God, what are the things in our thought processes and in our hearts that exalts itself above the knowledge of God? So he says, if you give no thought, right, or worse, don't care about the broken body of the master when you eat and when you drink, right? He says, well, let me back up. He says, anyone who eats the bread or drinks the cup of the master irreverently is like, Part of the crowd that jeered and spit on him at his death. Is that the kind of remembrance you want to be a part of? Examine your motives. Remember, we talked about that, Lord God. Examine my motives. Why do I do the things that I do? Ooh, before I take another communion, before I go into another worship, my God, examine my motives. What are my motives, my God, behind the things that I'm doing? Why am I on the devotional every morning? What's my motive? Come on now for being here. Ooh, what's my motive for even the job? If I feel like you've called me into purpose, what's even my motive? Come on, Holy Spirit, for the job that I'm on. Ooh, see, because when God calls me into purpose, I'm, I'm called to possess a key to a particular thing. For his greater, greater glory. So I got to understand my motive. I got to examine the place in my heart. My God, to understand why I do everything that I do. Oh, Jesus. Why I tithe. 
Why I give? The word says, I love a cheerful giver. Well, if I'm not, God loves a cheerful giver. Well, if I'm not giving, giving cheerfully, then what's my motive? Ooh, my God. Don't nobody want nobody to throw something at them. Here you go. I'm doing what you asked me to do. No. What's my motive? What is my motive behind everything that I'm doing? What's my motive for being on the devotional? What's my motive for the church I attend? Ooh. What's my motive for the groups that I'm in? What's my motive for the things that I am attached to? Oh, let me examine my heart, Lord, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Ephesians 1, 15, 17, 18 says, pretty much, give me eyes. Give me the eyes of my understanding for the hope of who you call me to be in Christ Jesus. My God, give me revelation knowledge. In your word, let me consider you in all your ways. So it says, it says, examine your motives and test your heart. Come to this meal. Come to the things of God in holy awe. It says, if you give no thought or words, don't care about the broken body of the master. When you eat and drink, you're running the risk of serious consequences. That's why so many of you even now are listless and sick. That, 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 that's some answers. He says, listless and sick. And others have gone to an early grave. If we get this straight now, we won't have to be straightened out later on. Better to be confronted by the master now to face a fiery confrontation later. So my friends, when you come together to the Lord's table, be reverent. Oh my God. Father God, deal with the strife in our heart. Deal with the unforgiveness in our heart. Deal with the contention in our heart. Deal with the lewdness in our heart. Deal with the crudeness in our heart. My God, if you're so hungry that you can't wait to be served, go home and get a sandwich. But by no means risk turning this meal into an eating and drinking binge or a family squabble. It's a spiritual meal, a love feast. Ooh, Lord, help us to enter into your love feast. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about discernment. Remember yesterday we said discernment was the perception. Ooh, come on, y'all. Come on now. Discernment is the perception, right? In the absence of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding. When I use the word discernment, when I'm looking for the discernment of God concerning me. Ooh, come on, y'all. When I'm looking for the discernment of God concerning me. Remember this, this judge we doing right now don't have anything to do any, with anybody else. When I'm looking for the discernment of God concerning me, I'm looking for his view. Ooh, come on, y'all. I'm looking for his view. I'm not looking for my view. I'm looking for his view. This level of discernment is his view because my flesh will give me a, a skewed perspective of what's right. My flesh will give me a skewed perspective of what's of God and what's not of God. Can I tell you something? When you've lived in your flesh in so many ways for so long, 
I promise you, your perception will seem that this is right. But the discernment of the Lord brings a clarity, ooh, brings a spiritual guidance, and brings an understanding of whether or not this is of God and not of God. The discernment of the Lord even brings you into your seasons. It gives you clarity and understanding of what season you're in. Remember Ecclesiastes when he says there's a time ooh, for everything. There's a season for everything. Well, when I have the discernment of the Lord, I'm able to discern my times and my seasons. My God, that's so powerful. I'm able to discern, is this a time to sow? Is this a time to reap? Is this a time to mourn? Is this a time to rejoice? Is this a time for me to give birth? Come on now. My God. We, we got to know. So the discernment of the Lord, not the discernment of us, brings you clarity. Oh, my God. For even the season that you're in. My God. My God. It will help prepare you. My God. For the season that you're in. Father God, I thank you for your discernment. Oh, that will help us understand the season that we're in. My God, I thank you for clarity and understanding of who and what you call us to do in every season. My good. So when we're looking for discernment, we're not looking for just the difference between right or wrong. <laughs> it's not just the, the, the difference between right or wrong. We just, right, we're trying to determine what's right and what's really right. Oh my God. Charles Spurgeon said, discernment is not a difference between telling, between you need to understand what's right and what's really right. My God, can you, Lord, show me what's right in my life and what's really right. That's why it's important for you to understand what season you're in so you can understand what's right, my goodness, and what's really right. Father God, I thank you. Discernment, my God. It's God's call to intercession. Ooh, never to fault finding. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Corey Ten Bloom said this. God, God, discernment is God's call to intercession, not to fault finding. See, many of us have operated in discernment from a place of where we only know how to find fault. But when true discernment of the Lord is in operation of our, in our lives, we're not in fault finding. We begin to intercede. Woo, Jesus, my God, we begin to intercede. And if we're asking the Lord, Lord, show me me. Woo, Lord, show me me. So even when he begins to reveal to us the things in our heart, the things in our lives, that do not line up with him. This is not for us to fault fine. As a matter of fact, the word of God says, there's no condemnation. My God, I thank you. There's absolutely no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So when revelation comes to me about me, my God, my God, when revelation comes to me about me, this isn't for me to find fault. This isn't for me to go back and blame my mother and my father. This isn't for me to pick my life apart. Discernment increases my ability and triggers something in me and says to me, baby, you need to pray. 
Baby, you need to pray. Discernment is not about fault finding. It's about intercession. Oh my God. Discernment, oh my goodness, is the ability to see things for what they really are and not for what you want them to be. Woo! I don't even have, woo! <laughs> Come on now. Oh, I don't even have my cloth this morning. I'm going to say it again. Discernment is the ability to see things for what they really are and not for you what you want them to be, right? If we're really going to let judge God judge our heart, if we're really going to position ourselves in the name of Jesus and we're going to operate in the spiritual discernment of the Lord, this is not about me seeing stuff the way that I want to see stuff. Mm -mm. This is about me seeing stuff the way that the Lord says, if I really want to understand my books, if I really want to understand my purpose, if I really want to understand his power, if I really want to walk in his strength, if I really want to receive his might, if I really want to receive and finish my course strong, woo! if I really want to see him, hear him say on the day of judgment, servant, Lakeisha, well done, then discernment means I begin to see things as he sees things. Lord, open the eyes of our understanding. Remove the scales off our eyes. Give us ears to hear. Help us to press, press past the uncomfortable places where we shut God off. This is the place. Remember, skip over to John 15. I'm not, I'm not going to read it. I'm going to paraphrase it. This is the place when we're in the presence. Oh, my God. Of the vine dresser. Oh, my God. And he begins to show us things in our life. Okay, we got to prune this back. We got to remove this from your life. We got. This is the place when we're in front of the vine dresser. And he begins to reveal the things to us. That do not line up with his word. When we are in this position in place, this is where most of us push back. This is where most of us will not press in at the place that you are uncomfortable. When discernment is revealing to you that there is something in your life that is not God's perfect will. This is not the time for you to push back. Yep, it's uncomfortable. Yep, yep, it don't feel good. But this is really where the Lord begins to show you you. And then you get to judge the things in your heart so you don't have to be judged. See, the foolishness of the enemy is when you become uncomfortable, then I shrink back or I scale back. No, this is when I press in and let the Lord carve out my heart and show me the things in my heart that does not look like it's look like what it's supposed to be so discernment is the ability to see things for what they really are and not what you want them to be so at the place that you become uncomfortable and fear and anxiety and worry tries to set it and tells you no this this ain't this ain't of god you wouldn't feel like this no, this is a part of the pruning process. This is the part so that you can bear more fruit. This is the part so you can really see you. Lord, show me me. <laughs> Come on now. Lord, show me me. Show me the things in my life, my God, that do not reverence you. Show me the things in my life that defame you. Show me the things in my life that do not align with your perfect will and your vision for me. Oh my God. So 
the other thing, the heart of, of discernment. We're talking about spiritual discernment for ourselves, not for everybody else, for ourselves. We're, t we're tilling our heart. We're tilling the heart of our soil, right? The, the heart of spiritual discernment is, is to be able to distinguish between the voice of the world from the voice of God. Ooh, my God. The heart of discernment, spiritual discernment. I'm going to know. I'm going to learn. I'm going to understand the difference between the voice of the world and the voice of God. There are things. We have resumes built on the voice of the world. We have resumes built on what the world has told us is successful. We have resumes built on on this world system of finance, on this world system of success, on this world system of relationships, we've built resumes in these things and they do not even add up to the things of God. So spiritual discernment is going to teach me, my God, the word of God says, my sheep, ooh, come on y'all, my sheep know my voice. When I learn spiritual discernment, I learned the voice of God. I learned to heed his voice. I learned to hear his voice. I learned to distinguish between his voice and what's the voice of the world. Lord, show me me. Oh my God. Lord, show me me. Let me see me. My God. So when we look at discern, right? We're distinguishing. We're separating out what's from God and what's not from God. The sermon is going to allow us to make decisions that are governed by wisdom. Oh, come on now. I don't know about you, but I need more wisdom in my life. Discernment is going to allow me, come on y'all, to make decisions that are governed by wisdom. We need decisions that are governed by wisdom, not decisions that are governed by our feelings. Not decisions that are governed by what mama said. Not decisions that are, can I just give you a little piece? Can I just, I, no, no no shade to my mother, no, no shade to what she taught me. But I remember before I got married, right? And I remember the Lord was very specific to some things about, about me, about my marriage, about honor, about submission. And I'm just going to be honest. I had never had a, an example in my life of godly submission. Nobody had been before me to really teach me how to be a godly wife. And I remember that there was some um, wisdom that my mother was giving me for marriage. And the Lord was like, that's a worldly, that's a worldly wisdom. And she wasn't trying to hurt or harm me, but she was giving me a wisdom out of her experience. Ooh! And the wisdom was built on just in case the marriage doesn't work out. You need to do this. And as I began to ponder on the information, the Lord was like, if you think from the very beginning that the marriage is not going to work out, oh my God, then your mind and your thought process is going to be into a place that the marriage is not going to work out. Oh my God. So this, this is the difference between 
the proper decision and a decision that's made according to the wisdom of the Lord. Let me give you a few more scriptures and then we go get it. See, the wisdom of man, a lot of times our stuff our parents and people teach us or give us, it's not to harm us. It's just they don't know no better or it's out of their own experiences or it's out of their own pain. You need the discernment and the wisdom of the Lord for absolutely everything. Hebrews 4 and 12. It's supposed to, for the word of God is active. Oh, my God, my God. For the word of God is alive and active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. The word of God judges. Oh, Jesus. This is why you got to have the word. This is why you got to know the word. This is why you got to understand the word. This is why you got to spend time rightly dividing the word of God. Because the word of God is going to judge your thoughts and the attitudes in your hearts. You better throw your hands up. Lord, judge my thoughts and the attitude in my heart. The word is going to judge your thoughts and the attitudes in your heart. My goodness, the word is the judgment. The word is the final say-so. Oh, this is so powerful. So the word is going to judge my thoughts and my attitude in my heart. The word is going to tell me, my, my God, show me me. The word is going to come in and say, look, <laughs> that's not a God. That's your fear. That's your culture. That's your history. That is not my heart's attitude towards you. This is not, this is not reverential. This is not a God-like thing. This is a you-like thing. So the word of God begins to judge my thoughts and my attitude in it. In my heart, 2 Corinthians 2 and 7, it says, consider what I say. Ooh, Jesus, Lord, help us to consider what you say in absolutely everything. It says, consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Oh, my God. The Lord will give you understanding in marriage. You don't have to walk around not understanding how marriage is supposed to happen. The Lord will give you understanding for your marriage. The Lord will give you the wisdom for your marriage. The Holy Spirit will help you judge your thoughts and your attitudes to what to understand whether or not you walking in stinking thinking or not. My God, that's so good. So 2 Timothy 2 and 7, consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. There is nothing that the Lord won't give you understanding in. in. We just got to make sure we sat still long enough to hear him. My goodness. James 3 and 17, but the wisdom from above. Oh my God. See, this is what you got to understand. The wisdom from above. Remember, we're showing, Lord, show me me. The wisdom from above is pure. That's a godly wisdom. Godly wisdom is pure. My God, it's going to be peaceable. My God, it's going to be gentle. Come on, Holy Spirit. It's going to be open to reason. Come on now. It's going to be full of mercy. Can I tell you what else? When you get the wisdom of God and you're utilizing the wisdom of God, it's going to produce good fruits. That's why I tell you all the time. If you feel like something is rushing you, it's probably not from God. 
The wisdom of God is going to produce fruit. It takes time, my God, to prove. It's going to produce patience. It's going to produce goodness. It's going to produce self-control, my God. It's going to produce another level of love in you. It's going to produce another level of peace in you. It's going to release another level of joy in you. Why? Because that's what the word of God is supposed to do. And guess what else it's going to do? It's going to be impartial and it's going to be sincere. Let me give you just a couple of more scriptures. Proverbs 17, 27 through 28. Whoever restrains his words has knowledge and he who has a cool spirit. Oh my goodness. He who has a cool spirit, right? A cool spirit is a man of understanding. When I got a cool spirit, even when trouble rises, even when situations are overwhelming, right? I have the understanding that God is still God. Oh my goodness. I have the understanding that God is still God. I'm anxious for nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication, making my requests known before God, for he is the God that's going to answer. So I'm going to go ahead and mind my own business, get into some thanksgiving, and let God be God. When I'm restrained with his words of knowledge, my God, then I have a cool spirit. I got a cool spirit. I got understanding. Come on now. You got to get that. I got understanding. My God. Thank you, Lord God. It says here, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Proverbs 3 and 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, the fear of the Lord, not a scary kind of fear, the fear of the Lord, a reverential fear. Lord, is this going to please you? Are the decisions that I'm making, I don't know why I'm on marriage this morning. Are the decisions that I'm making this morning, this in my marriage going to please you? Not please my husband, not please my wife, but are the decisions in my marriage going to please you? My God. Are the decisions that I'm making in my marriage going to honor you, Lord God? Are the decisions that I'm making in my marriage what you want me to make, oh Lord? Is this going to bring glory to my marriage because of you, oh Lord? So he says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. When we fear the Lord, we're going to turn away from evil. Another way to put it is submit to God. Jesus Resist the devil and he will flee. Submit to God. Resist the devil. The first thing in that is I've got to submit to God. I've got to submit to the word. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Proverbs 9 and 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One in sight. My God. The discernment that we need is to keep us from foolishness. Oh my God. And how we discern this is by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. My God. I'm going to read one more scripture and we're going to pause right there. 1 Corinthians 2.17, the person without the spirit. Ooh, 
Jesus, does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. We're going to pause. We're going to pause. We're going to pick up tomorrow. My God. So I won't get this. I won't see this. I won't understand this. If I try to discern this through my flesh, your flesh does not have the knowledge of God. It's your spirit through the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God. Dwell in me, Holy Spirit. It's your spirit through the Holy Spirit that can only discern if this is from God or if this is not from God. Lord, I need more of your Holy Spirit if I'm going to see me. Ooh, come on now. I need more of your Holy Spirit if I'm going to see me. That's it. Lord, show me me. Help me to discern the things in my life that does not align with your perfect will. Show me the season that I'm in. Open the eyes of my understanding. My God, do not allow me to be fearful to what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. Forgive me, Father, for shrinking back and not allowing you to prune me. Holy Spirit, I give you full rule and reign in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Woo! What a word today. What a word today. Lord, show me me. Woo! Lord, show me what a word today. Lord, show me me. We need more of the Holy Spirit. Woo! My God. I'm going to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to continue in this. We're going to continue a little bit more in this so that we learn how to discern properly for our life. We've been using discernment as a weapon on others. Ooh! But not using discernment in our own life in our own hearts. My God, dealing with our own self. Y'all know how we do. We're confessing the word of God. Get out your confessions. If you're new to the devotional, welcome. We're getting ready to confess the word of God. We confess the word of God so that we are reminded of God's love and his power. We don't want to do anything in our life. My God, that is void of his power. Well, I'm going to say that one more time. We don't want to do anything in our life that is void of God's power. So pull your confessions out. Let's go. It says, I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. No, I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and 
every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump, but by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things on purpose that my mouth shall not transgress. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. Woo! I am slow to speak, quick to hear, slow to anger. I'm a doer of his word. I meditate on his word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God, but I'm alert and full of energy. Ooh. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. Ooh, thank you, Lord. I do not fear, and I'm not guilty. I'm not passive about anything, but I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man, and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirits, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all of the time. I've been set free, free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear of rejection or being hurt. I have compassion, my God, and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. Work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come into my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. Ooh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I do what I say I will do and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife and no rebellion operates in me. Hey, baby, I'm working on me. <laughs> My husband is wise. For those of y'all that's single, I'm going to help y'all. I pray and speak to my husband as if it's now. You need to do the same. Come on now. I, my husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends. And God has set aside a Christian wife 
or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word of God. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household are blessed in their deeds. We're blessed when we come in and when we go out and all that our own is paid for. I owe no man nothing except to love them. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to give to this ministry, and he will. <laughs> yeah, go, go, partner with us. Go over to the website, thekeishamjohnson.com, and you can give there. Or cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry. You can find out all the ways that you're giving, where it goes, what we do, feed the streets, Jew projects, all the different things that we do in our community and not just in the community, throughout the nation, throughout the world. My God, you can find all that there. So if the Lord places that on your heart, go give. Father God, I thank you for the giving of your people. I thank you, Lord God, that you give more seed to the sower. I thank you, Father God, that more fruit abound to their account. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God. They're discerning you in your finance, in their finances so that they can multiply and increase for your glory. I thank you for kingdom resources being put in their hands so that they can do more for you in Jesus' name. Amen. The second thing is, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat after me. Or even if you've accepted him, but you just need a fresh start. Somebody might say today, Lakeisha, I just need a fresh start. Like I need a, I just need a fresh start. I just need to I need to start this all over again. I just need a fresh start. Then I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus, ooh, I'm in need of a savior. I'm sorry that I've sinned against you. I'm asking you to come into my heart and to take away my sins. I understand that you died on the cross and was arisen in three days for me. Ooh, thank you, Jesus for loving me. Ooh, thank you, Jesus, for loving me. It's that simple. And the word of God says, he'll no way cast you out. So if you prayed or made that statement of faith, send us an email, info at justbeinglmj.com and let us send us send you some resources and some materials and continue to pray for you. Father God, I cover everyone under the sound of my voice in the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that no weapon shall, woo, no weapon, that my God, no weapon will prosper against them, Lord God. I take authority over every principality, every demonic presence that has tried to attack or come against them in their life. And I thank you, Father God, that the blood is the standard. Woo, in Jesus' name, amen. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. But God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody experience the love of God through you. Why? Because it's kingdom, baby. It's kingdom for somebody to experience the love of God through you. Back in the morning, as Judah J says, live at 5. See you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Love. Peace and blessings. Ooh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God, for your goodness. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, 
Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.